Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Potty Shop. is the Ranger Report Podcast. Interviews and information about the Texas Rangers. And now, here's your host, Ben Dieter. Hello and welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. Thank you for always uh, listening to us when you do. Um, We have a special bonus episode for you this week. I got to uh, talk to Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram about everything going on in the Rangers organization over the past week. It has been quite a busy week with all of the moves and information and uh, the new general manager and everything else that the Rangers have done over the last week. So I figured we would sit down with someone who covers the team on a regular basis and we would talk about it. Um, Again, thank you for listening. We've had a great year on the podcast, so I hope you enjoy uh, my conversation with Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. All right, we're joined by Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Jeff, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Ben. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Not really expecting to... uh, see so much activity from the Rangers over the last few weeks In the last week or so they've demoted their team leader and everyday shortstop Elvis Andrews. They didn't bench their uh, less than stellar second baseman. They moved a gold glove third baseman to shortstop, hired a new general manager and then traded their ace. So uh, <laughs> what's going on? Well, and then don't, don't forget about Joe, uh, Joe Gatto, the, the reliever who's never pitched in the majors who, or who they gave a major league contract to. You can't, you can't forget oh, about right. Joe. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, John Daniel said uh, yesterday that, you know, this, this week is supposed to be the winter meetings, but he said it's just no, no extra activity. He said it's, it's no, he said it was no, no different than a normal work day. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things. It's, it's been a slow off season just in baseball as a whole. So maybe this this activity relative to what's going on in the sport is uh, <laughs> makes makes news. But you know, it's uh, what, what they've done is, is man. Uh, you know, I I really think that the the biggest headline is Elvis uh, losing yeah. his job. Um, you know, a guy who he's the last piece of the, the World Series teams, and um, you know, a, a guy who's. Really, when you look at his last full season, he hit 12 homers. He slugged 700. Um, obviously, probably you know, below average on the slug, on the OPS. Rather, he didn't slug 700, but OPS is 700. And um, I don't know. You know, you, you 2020. I don't know what you do with 2020. I think he just kind of wadded up and throw it away. Myself, <laughs> um, I, I don't think he deserved what he got. Um, but I think that it was kind of an inevitable move. Uh, at some point in 2021, I mean, Josh Young is going to be the third baseman, you know, maybe by the all-star break, maybe, maybe a, a little bit after, but 
you know, and, and then at that point, what are you going to do? Well, if Elvis isn't hitting, then you move kind of Falefa, but kind of Falefa has done, done nothing to, to lose his job in theory. So it's just, uh, I guess pulling the trigger now, uh, delays and in season distraction makes it easier on everybody involved. Um, so I, I think that's the the component there. Yeah. Lynn, they had to trade. I mean, I didn't, you know, and they, they didn't do it at the trade deadline. And I, I think it's interesting, you know, that came out that, that he threatened to opt out if he didn't go to a team he wanted to go to. Um, so that kind of tied John Daniels hands. You'd think uh, he wouldn't comment on it yesterday. That's fine. But uh, it, it, it explains a lot. And John Daniels took a lot of crap for it. Uh, and, and, and really <laughs> took one for Lance Lynn is, is, is how, how it turned out. Um, but they, they had to, they had to get something for him with his value is not going to get any higher than it is right now. So, um, you know, Dane Dunning seems like he's got a chance to be a, a decent, uh, major league starter. I don't think he's ever going to, uh, be an ace. I don't think he's a number five. I think, I think a three or four, maybe, um, something like that. You know, he's, he's had his Tommy John surgery, so that's good. He got that out of the way. Um, so we'll see, but they, they need young talent and they, they got a young pitcher who they, who they need. He's probably better than Tyler Phillips, who I you know love personally. Um, maybe, maybe he's probably doesn't have the, the power stuff that Kyle Cody has. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how those two develop. And then the, the Chris Young thing, I don't really know what to make of it. You know, I, um, the, the, the zoom call, you know, the owner, Ray Davis was on it. And, and he, he said that change a lot and it's too much for one person. And specifically he mentioned the analytics and, you know, the Rangers have invested a lot in analytics and they haven't seen the results that they probably needed to. I think they saw results with Joey Gallo in 2019, but they didn't this year. Uh, I think that uh, the reason that Julio Rangel was let go was because the information he was getting wasn't getting communicated uh, to the pitchers properly. And I think Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles, uh, main main guys there, you saw what they, they did uh, this season. They, they weren't very good until the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm just rambling on here, but there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Um, so do you think, and this is something that a lot of Rangers fans have asked me, do you think this might spell the beginning of the end for the John Daniels era in Texas? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, we one one thing that that the Rangers have never done is talk about the length of his contract. So we don't know when it expires. I I, I would imagine um, that it that it is coming to an end uh, either th- this this after twenty twenty one. Or, or maybe there's an option for 2022. I'm not sure. I would think that he would have been extended to match the length of Young's contract, or maybe Young's contract, which also wasn't disclosed, coincides. But sure, there, there's a definite thought that that uh, Chris Young is the 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 next head of the operation, uh, baseball operations in in waiting. You know and and you know they want to. They want him to learn from John Daniels. Um, wants to learn from John Daniels. So there's there's a lot there. They have a relationship that goes back to uh, probably 2002 or 2003 when when Young organization um, made his debut in 2004 with the Rangers, and then then John Daniels traded him. So there there, but there is a relationship, and they've stayed pretty close throughout the years. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's 
it's kind of, you know, JD's still in charge. It's, he's still the, the one that all the decisions have to go through and the big decisions, you know, he runs past uh, the, the ownership group and Ray Davis, but um, you, you could definitely, could definitely see that, you know, Chris Young makes a bunch of deals that, that he generated on his own without John Daniels help and JD approves them and they work. Uh, you could, you could potentially see that, that John Daniels is, is not renewed or he's allowed to, to exit on his own terms. Uh, but I think that uh, it's a fair question to ask. Uh, whenever the, the head man in charge now has a very close uh, number two. Yeah, and you know, my, my question was, do you think for now that Young actually runs the GM or is he just kind of going to be the face of the franchise for John Daniels? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I don't know if our our zoom zoom time with jd is gonna uh come to an end i mean i hope the zoom time comes i don't know about facetime on conference calls and press conferences um but if so you know it's a it's a good face i mean chris young is you know highly intelligent he's got a very good resume both as a player and and working in the the commissioner's office you know you listen to him talk you can hear that ivy league education he went to princeton um he, but he, he also kind of talks about he understands the player side. And, and that's one thing, you know, John Daniels, uh, for all he's accomplished in the game, and, and he's done a lot, he, he never played the game. And neither did Mike Daly, and neither did Josh Boyd, and neither did Shiraz Raymond. So uh, it, it's, it's definitely a new element. Uh, I think it's an element that the Rangers would have liked uh, Michael Young to fill, but Michael Young doesn't want to do it. Um, Chris, Chris Young does. And so I, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a good, uh, a good voice. I think they need to hear player input uh, a little bit more, especially in the age of analytics when players, let's be frank, probably don't understand a lot of it or it takes them a long time to get it. Um, this is a, what have you done for me now business or lately business. And, you know, a lot of these guys are getting this information and they aren't doing much. So, uh, I, I think Chris Young understands that, and as a player, he's going to be able to to help it trickle down to the point where <clears throat> it'll be easier for them to understand. All right. Do you think? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> what they did to Elvis kind of feels Michael Young like when they kept moving him around. But here's the question that everyone's asking. I'm sure you've heard it a million times, and I know you wrote about this the other day. Why wasn't that same move made at second base? Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's 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 a tough one on the surface. I, I you know I think that. Um, you know, you look at, uh, what Odor has done and, um, it's very frustrating, obviously, if you're a Rangers fan, uh, the Rangers front office, everybody's frustrated that this guy who, uh, has shown in spurts that he can carry a team, um, he just does it in spurts. You know, he's, he's obviously nowhere, hasn't produced anywhere near the level of the contract. Um, but he keeps getting chances. And so you ask yourself, why does he get chances? Well, the answer is they really don't have the the depth in the system. Now, you know, Nick Solak looks like he can do it. You know, he looks like he's going to be a productive hitter. He's he's versatile, um, but there's questions about if he can handle the position, which which I think is interesting. And um, you know, if if, <laughs> if he can't handle second base, you know. I, can he handle center field? You know, I, I, I don't know why they would throw him out, out there and keep doing that. I don't know if he becomes the left fielder. I don't know if he becomes a DH. I mean, I, I would rather have him in left than Willie Calhoun personally. Um, but 
so so anyway the to your point there there's not a as good a replacement for odor as there was for andrus nor is there the depth in the farm system right now i say right now because the rangers fell in love with justin foscue and i think that uh when odor's contract expires uh, if not sooner justin foscue will be the second baseman i don't think it'll be this year but i think it could be um midway through next season or for sure at the end of next season and, and for 2023. Um, but that's, that's it. I mean, the, the rest of the, the second base depth, you have uh, Davis Wenzel, uh, but he's going to be playing shortstop this year at double A. Uh, he moves around, he can play third, he can play some outfield. So I don't know if he, he has a home, if he, you know, he might be the next super utility guy. I don't know. And then after that, you know, maybe you go to Basabe, who, who's, I think played low A, um, it's just not there. And then when you look at shortstop, Kyer Falefa can play. The defense is an upgrade. You have Tejeda, who obviously showed pretty well last year at the major league level. And then beyond him, Max Acosta, uh, the, the, the Acuna, Precis, yeah. who like lit up instructs. I mean, there are a bunch of guys down there who at shortstop who could be pushing for major league time in a few years. So. Uh, but right now, shortstop's the most stable position of the two, so I think that's why Odor still gets a chance. Plus, you know, he does have power, and and the Rangers badly lack power. True. Uh, do you think Isaiah is the answer at shortstop for? Do you think they think he's the answer for years to come, or is he just kind of a stopgap between Elvis and someone else coming up? Well, you know, I I I like Isaiah the person. Uh, he's confident. Uh, he showed a lot of improvements at the plate this year. Um, you know, the, the, the power wasn't necessarily there. Um, you know, and this is a, it's a position where you, you don't necessarily have to hit for power, but you, if you're short, something going to hit for power, you're going to have somebody who can hit for power at second base. And maybe that's where Foscue comes in, but, uh, I don't know. I just think that the offensive upside is there for a lot of other guys in the system and, you know, if, if you have a guy who's sitting there who maybe doesn't play as good as a defense, but is going to hit you 25 homers, uh, you know, and 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 yeah, his OPS is going to be 750 to 800 while while is playing great defense, but the OPS is, is not as good. I don't I don't know how you you don't go to one of the younger guys. And I mean, Kyner Falefa now he's he's been up and he's been up. Uh, what this is this was his third season maybe. So I believe so. So yeah. So you know he's he's going to be uh, in a few years. He's going to be running through his arbitration. So you know at some point they're going to have uh, no choice but to make a decision whether to keep him or to let him become a free agent. But and maybe at that maybe that's when maybe that's their timing or thinking. That's when Ocosta or Cecil be ready. But um, I, I if I if you're putting me on the spot, which you're not, but. I would say that that he's a stopgap. I just I just don't see him um, being productive enough offensively uh, to to help the Rangers get where they want to get. All right, last question. Uh, the Rangers have a lot of holes, you know, going into twenty twenty one. Do you think they're going to try to fill them with young players from the minors, or do you think they're going to go out and rent some vets just to kind of fill some holes and gaps, and maybe have some veterans to help out the young guys? Yeah, I, I think that'll be the case for sure in the rotation. Um, you know, they, these, these guys just don't have the innings, you know, they, 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 they basically missed the whole year last year. So, you know, they don't, they don't have the innings and you don't want to get them hurt. 
uh, even even Dunning. I don't think Dunning's going to pitch more than 100 innings myself. Uh, so they need veteran starters. I don't know. There, there are a ton of them out there. You know, I, guys will come in on a one-year deal, guys who understand where they are in life, or maybe <clears throat> maybe guys who are, you know, trying to rebound. I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a thousand names. So, you know, Michael Waka, I mean, I, does Michael Waka excite anybody? Probably not. He had a terrible year last year, but he's been pretty serviceable. Uh, I believe he lives in Dallas or, or, or in the, you know, somewhere close by. He went to A&M and he's went to high school in Texarkana, but I think he, I think he lives in Dallas. Um, so it's going to be guys like that. You know, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to go out and get Trevor Bauer or anything like that. Uh, I, I would watch, I would watch out for the two Japanese guys. The one who's been posted, uh, Arihara, I believe is his last name and Sugano who, apparently will be posted here uh, this week or, or, or coming up. Uh, I think, you know, the Rangers have strong ties in, in, uh, in the far East. So I would keep an eye on those two. Uh, they, they always like to spread their wings and, and try to find pitchers wherever they can. Um, but pitching wise is where you're going to see the veterans. And, and then really when you, when you look around uh, the infield, you know, maybe they, maybe they get a corner infielder, maybe they get, uh, someone who can platoon with Guzman, uh, but second appears to be filled shortstop third base. They could have a need, although they might, they might let Elvis play there. That's a possibility left field. You've got a couple answers. Center field is answered Tavares. He's going to be a center fielder for years to come. And then, then Gallo's fine there too. I think they'd probably explore getting another catcher. I know they claimed the guy from the giants, but there's a reason that guy was on waivers. I think they, they might want a, uh, another veteran, uh, more established guy to, to, to pair with Trevino and, and potentially Huff. Well, if you don't subscribe to Jeff Wilson, you should to uh, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It's great stuff, Jeff. I appreciate you joining me today. Yeah, you got it, Ben. No problem. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right. Well, have a great rest of your week and have a Merry Christmas. All right. Send you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.